All right, welcome back to the podcast. So today we are talking about what your accounting team should be telling you right now. We are in the middle of August. We're really ramping up and about to close out the end of August already. And before you know it, we'll be at the end of the year. And what we don't want is for you to be scrambling, trying to figure out what the plan is for next year. And so we want to be able to plan for that accordingly and be able to put you as the CEO in the best position possible and have you understand what you should be talking to your accounting team about right now as you're preparing for that season. So if you're interested in learning about some of the key conversations that you should be having right now with your accounting team, keep on listening. Right. So like I said earlier, we are right in the middle of August at the time of this podcast recording, and we are really almost at the end of the year. I mean, by the time we get through September, October comes, we are in that fall season. And then once Thanksgiving hits, the year is over, really. I mean, those last couple of weeks of the year go by so quickly. And so since we have a little bit of margin right now to really take a deep dive into some of our numbers and metrics for next year, we want to capitalize on that time and really prepare you as you're navigating that season. So right now, because we're in August, we really have a good amount of data for from the year to be able to determine how we're likely to close out, right? So what we're looking at from an accounting perspective is Q1 and Q2 to see how the first half of the year has performed. Now, in most situations, depending on the business, of course, there's always nuance, but in most cases, you should have a good indication of how your year should be wrapping up just by looking at the first two quarters of the year. Now, of course, I will say... that there is nuance. I mean, if you know that you're going to have some big clients or contracts come through during Q3 or Q4, of course, you want to account for that. And your accounting team should definitely be aware of that so that you can have a comprehensive plan as you're closing out the end of the year and as you're planning for the beginning of the next year. So those are some of the things that you want to be looking at in terms of overall volume, what the gross revenue has been looking like, year to date. And then you also want to look at and compare between Q1 and Q2 and how that measures up between Q3 and Q4. And the reason why is because as you're getting into the next year, you want to be able to say, okay, we know that we're pre our business is pretty steady throughout the year. So if we can get to Q2, we should have a good indication of where our numbers numbers will fall by the end of the year just by getting through Q2. So those are some of the metrics that you can look at to be able to assess your overall analysis depth, okay? So if that's not and if that's not something that's applicable to your organization, then That's something that you need to document and notate as well. And you still need to have that conversation with your accounting team. But overall, you really want to be looking at the, you want to be looking at the trends that have taken place over the last couple of years. If that's the case where you notice that you have a strong Q3 and Q4, you want to take a step back and maybe look at the last two or three years and compare Is that normal? Is that typically how your organization trends? And how can you optimize your team and all of the resources available to you so that you can have strong support for your clients during that busy high volume season for your business? Now, 
Now that you've assessed what the overall trends are for your business when you look at quarterly comparison, you definitely want to be looking at your year over year. Some of the accounting terms that we'll talk about are year to date and year over year, profit percentage, things like that. But as we're talking about just gross revenue, you want to look at last year's numbers and how that compares to where you are right now. So Like I said, right now we're in August. So if I'm pulling a report, I'm going to pull between January and August for this year. And I'm also going to pull January through August for last year. I'm not going to pull the full report for last year because I don't want there to be a misaligned comparison. I want to compare apples to apples based on where we are right now. How does that compare to our performance last year? Is it better? Is it worse? Is it indifferent? Is it pretty much the same? Those are some of the analysis points that I want to look at as an accountant and that I would want to present to you so that you also have a clear understanding of what that looks like. Now, the reason why that we're looking at this comparison year over year is because As we are preparing for next year's budget, we want to begin reverse engineering the goals that you have set out. So if we know that we want to grow by a certain percentage or grow by a certain dollar amount, we want to see what the data is saying right now and what the resources and what resources were used to get to that particular point. So if we know, if we look at the data from last year and we can say, as an example, we made $10 million in gross revenue last year by utilizing these resources. We already know what contribution we need to make in terms of resources in order to meet a specific revenue goal. Contrastly, we're also going to look at what the current resource spend and allocation has been for this year in order to reach that particular revenue amount. Now, as we're preparing for next year's budget, we can easily plug in those numbers and be able to determine what resources we will need available in order to hit the goals that we set out for for the next year. This includes everything from labor to software to travel. We want to know exactly what resources we need to allocate to a particular goal and then extrapolate from there and be able to determine what increase in resource allocation do we need to assign in order to reach our new goal. So some of the key metrics that you'll review as you're looking over your report with your accounting team will be definitely your profit. We've already talked about gross revenue and what those target goals will look like. And you'll also want to look at your profit. You want to look at your year over year comparison. So from last year to this year, and then the comparison from last year to this year should give you a good idea of what next year's spend and profit should look like. And so you should have a good understanding of what that number should be for the following year. As you're looking at your profit comparisons, you're going to want to look at you're going to want to look at the change or the delta between last year's data and this year's data. And so when you're pulling this report, your accounting team should be able to tell you what that change is both from a percentage standpoint and from a dollar standpoint. So if you had a profit amount of $5 million last year, 
And this year you have profit of $3 million this year. Your accounting team should be able to tell you, okay, well, there's a $2 million difference in the profit from last year versus this year. You should also be able to have that actual percentage, okay? Because, and this is really important because more than an actual dollar amount, you want to be able to have that percentage comparison so that you can predict and project for next year. So if that's 100%, if that's a 150% change, you need to be able to have that documented so that you clearly understand what you're expecting as you're going into next year. Now, one additional item that you'll need to be assessing as you're looking over your reports will be categories where the spend was very high. So what I like to do sometimes or what your accounting team can do is um, categorize all of your expenses from greatest to least. That way you'll be able to see which categories your company has been spending the most in and where there are opportunities for savings. Now, I, I probably am a broken record by now. I'm always saying and telling you guys that payroll is always going to be number one and real estate is going to be number two. I mean, unless, and unless you have some really solid systems and optimization and your, your company does not require any employees whatsoever, that's amazing. But for those who do require some form of labor, some form of outsourcing, labor is always going to be labor payroll is always going to be the top one of the top categories that's on your profit and loss report next after that is real estate or your office expenses okay so we're gonna for the sake of this analysis we're gonna ignore those top two what we really want to get into is anything outside of those two categories that we notice are high spending categories so if there's software if there's travel if there are you know, contributions that are external to the company, we want to identify those and see how we can optimize our opportunities for savings, how we can decrease the spend in those areas and be systematic about it to ensure that we reach our profit goals for the end of next year, by the end of next year. Okay. Overall, you really want to have a good sense of where your business is landing as you close the end of this year, and you really want to feel confident going into next year, knowing what to expect, knowing that things can change. I mean, this is business. Not everything happens perfectly, but you definitely want to have a good rough plan for where you're going to go next year. I mean, think about any Fortune 500 company. They're not just flying by the seat of their pants. They have a systematic plan and approach, and it takes weeks and months to optimize that plan for the next year. And so I want you to be put in the best position possible to be able to do that, okay? Now, on this podcast, we always talk about growing your business through giving. And A lot of people may not understand that concept of how can you gain additional revenue? How can you gain additional profit when you're giving away actual dollars that come through your organization? And I've mentioned it before, but around these parts, we quote Malachi. We we like to, to quote Malachi chapter three, verse 10, which talks about, and I'll paraphrase here, bringing all the tithes into the storehouse so that your business can be blessed, so that the Lord can open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you can't even have enough room to receive. And so I just wanted to, as we were looking at 
our reporting for Galatians bookkeeping. I won't share anyone else's figures for confidentiality reasons, but in terms of Galatians bookkeeping and our actual numbers, I was looking at our reporting and I said, wow, year over year, our business, our profit has grown 197%. That is ridiculous. Um, And so just to give you an example of what that looks like, I mean, I'll give you some example figures. If a company made $50,000 a year, if they grew by 197%, that equals $148,500. Another example is if a company had net profit of $250,000 and they grew by 197%, that would mean that they would have a net profit of $742,500. Last one is if a company had, if a company had $1 million in net profit and they grew by 197%, that would mean they would have $2.97 million in profit. And so just on that metric alone, that should... I mean, show you clear and true that tithing and giving and being generous and being obedient with the resources that you have been given, it changes things. It changes things. 197%. Can you imagine what your business would look like if it grew by 197% year over year? That's ridiculous. Plug in your numbers or email us and let us know if you want us to do, the, to do the calculation for you. But that is absolutely amazing. So I can't wait for your business to grow because of the obedience that you committed to. And I would love to help you with all things strategy and analysis as you're planning for the next year so that you can be confident on your numbers, so that you're not stressed about the numbers when it comes to your business, so that you can actually get back to the work that you love and get into and get back into the business that you set out to you in the first place. I hope this episode helped you today. If there are any questions at all, head over to galatiansbookkeeping.com. Our website is down below in the show notes. We would love to have a conversation with you and build out a custom strategic plan for your business so that you can get back to the work that you love and have confidence in your business. Until next time, I will talk to you later.